Jen the Builder. And Corey. And thank you for being here today. Yes, we are here for something different, something new. Definitely that. And I love that you brought that up because let's just get to it. So anyone who's here and wants to know, I wonder what the bodies are going to be talking about today. Because, you know, it's been almost 300 episodes and I don't think we've done this one, at least not the way we're going to do today. And so the topic is... Um, letting it go, mm. letting it go. And of course, this is going to go into something bigger and better, but that's for later on. And I'm going to tell you what inspired this, Corey. Elsa and, uh, the, um, oh, now you want to do Disney trivia. <laughs> <laughs> I had to, I'm sorry. You know, what sucks about us and Disney right now is yes I for, do. for our friends who are listening who have older kids we when our kids were younger we were on top of disney like any new movie we knew it and we could even sing the songs we knew some of the um script now that the kids are older and people are mentioning disney movies i'm like what is that like what huh no yeah. no we haven't seen that so i'm so sorry that we don't know who elsa who Elsa's sister's name, what her name is in Frozen. Yeah. Um, and I know that we have some young listeners, like I believe um, Eden still listens to this. So she's probably screaming right now, like it's so-and-so. And right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we got to get caught up. Speaking of Disney though, movies real quick, we did watch one. Yeah. A very good one. Actually very well written and uh, storyline was pretty cool. Yeah, it was it Raya, Raya and the Last Dragon. Yeah. That was pretty fun. And so I think um, you and I, Corey, and we went to bed one night and turned Winnie the Pooh on. I fell asleep, but you got to see it for the first time. Yeah, first time I'd ever seen it. And uh, I, I made some friends and I made an enemy because Rabbit really just got <laughs> under my skin, man. So if you, if you know this story, then you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. If not, watch Winnie the Pooh. It's... Uh, one of those movies. And the reason why I do this is because, guys, I love to write and I write for children's books or I write children's books and, and I'm putting one out. But uh, I just love to see how stories are put together for children to enjoy. Um, I remember when I was a kid and how that worked for me, but I still like to tap into that every once in a while. Yeah. So it kind of goes with what we're talking about, right? Like Rabbit wanting to put tigger down or have him change his ways quit doing that thing that you do it's not cool right like right, it's right. annoying and this is what we're talking about is letting those things go so what really triggered this is Corey. you and i have been spending a lot of time in stores that are vintage or you know used items and we're finding all the beautiful things in our past maybe that we took for granted right like just all the like we see record players or eight tracks and then we automatically go oh my gosh remember this and we have stories around it so as i was thinking about the old things that we hold on to because it has wonderful memories and how important history is i also think about the old things that we need to let go of so I was going through my phone and my emails 
And I had some relics in there. Like, <laughs> why am I holding yeah. on to this? I, I know what you're talking about because I've seen your phone and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> this woman has like um, 11 million emails and she hasn't looked at some of them so, or a lot of them. So, yeah, absolutely. So there are things like that that I really looked into myself for. So got very reflective. So, for example, I have this cousin who was my best friend, Grace, who passed away. And I love it because Kayla has some messages that or recordings of grace and conversation and laughter that, of course, I hold on to. Those will never get deleted. And hopefully that old piece of device or machinery that we're counting on to stay together so we can have it. It's like, oh, please stay there. Don't don't break or, you know, stuff like that. So. Um, I was just thinking about the messages that we have to delete. And these are old messages that I'm talking about, whether it be what someone has said about you or held you to, um, like they're still putting you down and they may not be currently putting you down, but because you're holding on to those old messages, it's as if you're still allowing them to do that thing. Right? So there's sabotaging our happiness and these things prevent you from living and moving into things like self-acceptance, joy, and peace, right? Yeah. So I don't know. I, I did take stock, and I thought, am I holding on to old messages? And I'll tell you what, Corey, the old messages come up, and they find their way and creep, especially like when I'm feeling an insecurity about something. Can you relate, or does that not happen for you? Um. I, I'd be lying if I said, no, I, I don't understand that at all, Jen. No, I totally understand. And I've, I've definitely been in that, um, in that way. You know what I mean? It's, it's weird because it's hard to verbalize it, especially when you don't talk about it with anyone. Yeah. And you're trying to get this message across that you've been thinking about for so long and you just need to delete it. But you can't because it keeps coming back. Yeah, for sure. So I want to give a little piece of my soul, if that's okay. Go right ahead. I plan to do the same thing. Okay. So here's some old messages that I hold on to. And I'm not a fan of doing this, but it's a very real thing for me. And for the women and men who are on the plus size spectrum is what I call it. Um, or you were, this can relate. I've, I hope you can relate to this. So some old messaging actually came up for me during the week when I was talking to someone and someone who I love dearly, I'm very close to. And so I'm going to say this. Sometimes people say things and they don't realize how it's being delivered. Mm. Truly, right? Yeah. So um, like when people say, oh, so I watched something and she was a big girl, but she was beautiful. <laughs> and that I don't know if you've heard that, Corey, but people do use that language. <laughs> and you know, I'm like, I'm not hearing anything, I'm not hearing anything after you say that sense, because my mind is thinking, so she can't be big and beautiful. It's big, but she's beautiful. Right. As if big is not beautiful. Right. Don't get me started. So those are some old messages that impact me. Like, oh, you'd be so pretty, so much prettier if you lost weight. Mm. 
oh, those are old messages that creep up, especially when they come up in conversation today. And then I just go into my memory bank and start um, withdrawing and collecting all the messages. Pulling those yes. files. All yes. those files just start coming. You're like, oh, I remember this and I remember that. Yeah. Oh, and I got this one from this year. It's, it's, yeah, it's crazy. And your bank account of emotions around that area become inflated. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, let this go. Like, clearly I know this person. There was no malice in that. It's just a way of talking and the messaging with that and giving someone the insight to, hey, I'm I'm that person and I believe that, yes, I'm big and I am beautiful. Yeah. Right. Can I can I um can I talk about that just a little bit? Please. Yeah. So I'm gonna shock some people. You know, I like what I like mm-hmm. and I don't like what I don't like. And that should be enough said right there. And so when I say I don't like something, it's not that I can't palletize it or I can't handle it or I can't stand it. It just means like if I'm attracted to something, if I desire something, if I like chocolate cake and not vanilla cake, or if I like strawberry ice cream and not uh wild cherry ice cream. I mean, that's just how we're made. That's how right. we're created, you know? And I've heard people say these things. And so I, I went to where I went to first because I want, want it to be understood that it's not a discrimination against anyone. And I can imagine that person that said that didn't really have a discrimination against you. Sure. However, we sometimes don't know how to say things to where it makes sense to everyone. Mm-hmm. We just say it where it makes sense to ourselves. And so I like to emphasize, as far as I'm concerned, these are the things that I like. These are the things that I'm drawn to. And if I'm drawn to it and I like it, then that's what I'm going to talk about. But I'm not going to talk about what I don't like, and I'm not going to verbalize the but in a conversation that I know it could possibly offend someone or bring someone to the point to where they're pulling from those files that they didn't delete. And, and now they're dealing with that. You know what I mean? It's just, it's really strange. Like I said, if you've been thinking about this stuff and you haven't verbalized it, it's so hard to have that open conversation. And so it may come out a little bit messy mm-hmm. and it may turn a little bit drama mm-hmm. because you just don't know how to verbalize it. And so that person is like, wait, 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 first off, I wasn't even, you know, so it, it just turns real bad real quick. So I want to just even the playing field with that. That's cool. Thanks for doing that. I um, do want to um, tell the full story and it goes with what you're saying, Corey. So when we had that conversation, I could have done one of two things, right? In anything, we have a choice. Uh, I could have said, uh, she didn't mean nothing by that. Let it go. Or, she meant nothing by that. And what kind of friend would I be if I didn't tell her how that made me feel and give her some food for thought maybe for next time. Mm. Right. Yeah. And so that's what I chose to do. And I think in doing that, I didn't give up my choice to exercise the power to share. Right. And, it empowered her at the same time. Like she truly was like, wow, I didn't even think about it that way. Right. And thank you for pointing that out to me. And we just 
continued conversation. Yeah. You know, so it didn't rob us of our joy in that moment. Like we were having a great conversation. And that's another thing too about letting go, right? Like I released it. And in my mind, whatever her reaction was going to be, because I had released it, then it was up to her to decide what to do with that. But I was determined, like, I've shared it with her. I've let it go. And I'm going to continue to have joy or find joy in this friendship and in this conversation. Yeah, I, I totally get it. Yeah. Cool. So what are some things, Corey, that come to your mind when you think of, oh, I, I need to let that go? Oh, boy. Oh, the <laughs> list is long. No, it's not long at all. As okay. a matter of fact, it's very short. And that's when it's very dangerous because there's only one thing that I really just need to let go and move on and stop harboring, ruminating and dwelling on. And so um, here it is. I'm going to just roll it out. And again, this is one of those things that I don't talk about very often. And mm-hmm. I, and I, if you know me, I talk, I, I, I share, I, I do give, you know, parts of my heart to uh, individuals, but this, this one thing is so sensitive to me. And so, yes, here it goes. Mm-hmm. So my youngest child, which is my biological child, um, his mother and me, um, just a really tough relationship after the breakup. And mm-hmm. um, without going too, too deep, um, I'll just say it like this. Um, there were some things said, done, and things that you can't take back, things that you can't undo. And, and, and so I felt, find myself in that mode of hate. And I don't like mm. being there. And and at one point I vowed to hate and I knew it was killing me to have that much emotion, negative emotion going towards anyone. And so I, I knew that I needed to just delete this and get away from this as much as possible. And what, what messed it up even more was that we lived very close in proximity when he was a younger child. Mm-hmm. So I was forced to always see her, forced to always deal with her, forced to always navigate those waters. I was with you. I allowed you to, and when I say allowed, I kind of encouraged your anger about things because it helped me feel better to say, I'm not the only one who feels this way. Mm. And so um, as we've grown and gotten older and matured, we both have learned that, you know, that's not the way to go. And we needed to not only delete it, but just remove it completely and destroy it because it, it kept us in a really awkward place for a very long time. And I, and I know that she harbored some feelings about, you know, us and, and how we were parenting and doing things. And so it, it, it was a two way street. Now, I'm not saying that hers was good and ours was bad or ours was good and hers was bad. It, it is what it is. And that's that's life. You know, when you're um, doing the blended family and you have that other uh, individual that's a part of the family dynamic as well. Mm-hmm. And that's really one of the toughest things that I've ever had to deal with was having a wife and then a baby's mother, you know. Oh, yeah, that's. That's a tough one. There's so many uh, relationships going on and it really feels like you're getting pulled in every direction. Yeah. How do I behave in this instance? And 
I'm supposed to role model. I'm the adult and the adults aren't doing well with adulting. And the kids are kind of given direction at some point, like looking at you, like, what are we doing right now? What's really going on? Yeah. Yeah. And just to, you know, lay that out, you got a husband and wife, you got an ex with a, another partner. You got kids on that side, kids on this side, and Mm -hmm. everybody is pulling for, and, jockeying for their own position in in life and in your life. And some of the kids want to be a part of your life that you're like, well, you're not really a part of my life because you're over on that side. And it's just really complicated. So if you don't figure that stuff out and sort it the right way and delete the files that need to be deleted, you'll just find yourself in this big spiral down in the dark zone. Yeah. It's almost like, if I remember those moments, because it has been a while, right? Xavier is in his, man, fast approaching his late 20s. So yeah. it's been a while since we've actually had to be in a relationship to where we had to come together and make things work with his mom. Yeah. I mean, it's been a long while, so I have to go back some years. I remember just feeling like I'm not, not going to be vulnerable in these instances because I just didn't feel safe. Right. That was my justification. She doesn't make me feel safe. This whole situation is weird. No matter what I do, it's wrong. No matter what I say, she comes behind me. And um, I felt threatened by like how we were raising him in our home and then how she would just say, oh, no, well, you don't really need to do that. You know, I'm your mom kind of thing. I just felt then preventing my vulnerability actually was counterproductive. And I think it was actually even harmful to that relationship. Cause at the end of the day, you can't let her go. Like she's very much a part of our lives, especially then. Yeah. So, and then, and that's the toughest part about it. It was really tough. And so I found myself losing time and energy Instead of trying to just enjoy those moments, I'd find myself in a bad space because I allowed like myself to react to her, right? And so hindsight, and I know that word came up last few episodes, is when you look back at that, man, it's like, how could I have shown up better? And I was, I, I felt small. Like when you talk about, was I winning then? Absolutely not. Um, but I will tell you, after um, I started to reflect, even back then, because we are who we are and we've always known what our purpose is, even in the midst of chaos and confusion and hurt and harm and all, um, I'm very proud of the fact that at the end of the day, um, we invited her in our home for you know different family events um, when she started a new job. I loved being able to take care of her youngest daughter at the time. I had so much fun with her. We were playing and everything like that. And Xavier tells me that to this day, his sister remembers that day with me. So I wish we had more of those moments. I wish, you know, that kind of way, like I wish I just let go of my ego. That's what it was. It was all ego. Yeah. And so as, as you're telling this story, I'm sure that, that, the listeners, you guys are probably saying, yeah, that was difficult. So because you can't just delete everything, because if you delete everything, you may delete some important stuff that turned out pretty good. Yeah. So you got to figure out 
what to delete, what not to delete, and why you're deleting deleting it, which is very complicated in my opinion. Oh, I like the way you said that, is determining <coughs> what to delete, what to let go. And that's usually for me the easier way for me to determine what to let go of is things I don't control. Right. People, right? We don't we don't control people. Um, Corey, just to come to a close, because, man, it's already been that long in this conversation. Yeah. Um, we were watching, what is it called? Tiny Desk? Yeah. Where um, artists perform. If you all don't know what this is, go on YouTube, check it out. It's done by NPR, Tiny Desk. And you, um, you're like, Jen, you've got to listen to this. And it was Babyface. Yeah. And it was a recent one, right? Pretty recent, yeah. Pretty recent. So the very last song he played, and I didn't share this with you, was a song that he wrote and Whitney Houston performed it. And it was a song called Exhale. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? Either Exhale or Shoop. Or Shoop, right? One of those. Um, and of course, memories of Whitney Houston. She's part of our childhood. And then, of course, it made me sad that she's no longer with us. And just thinking about her story and, and all those things. But then I just thought of the power of the exhale. And I always try to go into the writer's mind. I do it with you. Like, man, that was just a phenomenal song. What was the inspiration? How did you find in words and music to express those emotions at that time? Mm. So as I thought about inhaling and exhaling, um, and I was listening to the words and imagining Whitney Houston perform that song it's like um, the exhale for me is breathing out the negative energy and the negative messages. And so when I even think of a deep breath and you hold it in and you let it go, um, you can feel or I can feel like a loosening or an invigoration, even almost just in that power of the breath. And then I start to feel like my mind clear up, mm. you know, instead of just because for me, when I'm stressed or I, I refuse to let go because I'm angry right now. Right. Or right. you did me wrong. And so I'm going to hold on to this. That is a lot for the body to carry. It's a lot for your soul to hold on to your mind to wrap its itself around it. And because you're holding on to it, instead of just releasing it and letting it go, we miss out on the joy or the power of that exhale. So, I thought, what does he mean by shoop? Have you ever thought that, or did you know that? I did. What What is it? I want to see if my um, <laughs> if my translation was right. I'm gonna say no. <laughs> so because Whitney Houston had decided she wasn't gonna sing um, on that soundtrack, oh. he waited to the very last minute to put the song together. And because he waited to the very last minute, he didn't really have lyrics for her prepared. So he was just, you know, throwing some, and, and artists and writers will do oh. that from time to time. Like I, I'll never forget. Uh, we did background for a, a group um, way back in the day. And I say, we, uh, it was a group that I was singing with a, a trio. Uh-huh. And um, we ended up using the word, the, melody la da da di la da 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 and it was like okay and we because we didn't write anything so we had to fill that area up with something which kind of makes sense though so i thought shoop was kind of like 
right? The way I envisioned it. But you know me, I'll find connection, anything. Right. So good to know this story. But I like what you're saying, because sometimes in that exhale and letting things go, there are no words to it besides the fact that you've got to let it go because it's not serving you well. In fact, it's not serving you, period. No. There's a liberation when you're able to let go. And when you just said that, I knew exactly what you were talking about. That sometimes you just go, because you just don't know what to say and you just got to get that out of you so you can move on. Absolutely. I love this because even after this episode, I'm going to write down some of the things that I've been holding on to that I need to let go of, whether it be old stories, maybe old ways that I've been doing stuff and keep insisting that that's the way to do it. And maybe it's time to shift and find some new ways to do some things. And shoop it out. Shoop it out. (laughs) So yeah, listen to that song. It's a beautiful song. Um, This turned out to be a really good episode for me, Corey. Like I've just been carrying some things and, you know, when something comes up for you and this is for everyone listening, when there's a theme or you have a thought and it keeps coming back, uh, pay attention to those things. It means like it's time to visit time to deal with it. Yeah. Well, you know, it's to take the elevator. We say, look up and let's elevate. elevate.